Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Inside the 10 o'clock hour. Moving right along like the time is flying by. Keep McPherson on the fan. Your nighttime host talking sports. Bringing in guests. Taking calls. Entertaining you on a Friday, December 15th. Now, I was just talking to Kevin Dexter about something that came to mind. As obviously, Tommy DeVito, Tommy Cutlets is front of mind with everybody here in this area. And we keep talking about him like living at home and whatnot. I'm like, what other? There was another player that did this. Joe Maurer. Remember Joe Maurer from my baseball heads? And I feel like now we're going to go on a run of like baseball conversations on this football Friday, which is fine by me. Joe Maurer was. Like Mr. Gatorade or Gatorade um, Player of the Year in football, but also baseball. And he's from Minnesota. He was from St. Paul. And he signed a $33 million contract and told his parents they're free to retire. And uh, before that, he was living with them and playing for the Minnesota Twins. It's not unheard of. It's actually smart. It's, It's rare that it happens. It's rare that you get to play for your hometown team, but... And shout out to Tommy DeVito and the DeVito family. I hope, I hope that next year, right, Tommy DeVito is playing his way towards a multi-million dollar contract where I don't know if he'll be able to retire his parents, but maybe, you know, what's his dad do? Is it peerless boilers or whatever? Maybe Pops doesn't have to do so many uh, peerless boilers installs. Not Obviously not making any type of jokes for the, you know, blue collar or whatever. They're, they're on top of the world. But I think that's, you know, a parallel between Joe Maurer and Tommy DeVito. Now, Tommy DeVito was undrafted, you know, below the radar. Joe Maurer was, like I said, he was a freak athlete in two sports, All-American in football, baseball. The Twins draft him. He's living at home with his parents, and then he signs a $33 million contract, and he tells his roommates, hey, kick back. Everything's on me now. I got it. So good story there. 877-337-6666. Get your calls in before... Uh, 10.15, and then we're bringing in a mystery guest. Let's go to Sharif out on Staten Island. What's up? You're on the fan. Hey, what's up, Keith? Um, yeah, I wanted to ask you a fantasy question, and uh, I like your perspective on it. Um, uh, I got Pacheco, but he's out. And I have Harris and Warren, and they're playing against the Colts. And I was checking out the games that the Colts, because they like ranked horrible against the rush. And I see all the running backs do everything against them on the ground, not on catch screens. So I was leaning toward, towards Harris, and I wanted to get your perspective on it. Yeah, are you in the fantasy football playoffs this week? There's a yeah. lot of like, I just, I mean, like last night I played Austin Eckler, and I've been regretting it all day. Oh um, damn, yeah. <laughs> so in your league, you have Najee Harris. Yeah. 
And the, I have Najee Harris, and I have Warren. Okay, but I, I was, was about to say, was, and you can pick up Warren? He's still available? Because they have two guys that... No, 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 no. I, I I picked up Warren as my backup in the draft from smart. the beginning of the season. The hand, What do they call it? A handicap? Or have, picking up his... Yeah, handcuff. Uh, his handcuff, <laughs> yes. Um, Jalen Warren has more big playability, right? He's got the more... You know, when you talk boomer bust, he's got the more ability to boom. He's ranked 24 overall in fantasy. Najee's ranked 30th. Last week, he had eight points. And let's see, Najee, and I'm sure you know because I'm telling you you're your team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What it is, though, is, man, they're playing with Mitchell Trubisky. And they, yeah, they pretty much, Najee had 7.8. They pretty much had the same type of stats. But they're playing with Mitchell Trubisky. And if he can't complete passes, if they can't open up the the past game, they're just going to load the box, so neither one of them are really a, a great play in fantasy this week. Yeah, because I was just looking at the, like I, I checked out all the games the Colts had, and all the all the all the rushing like w- w- was run running. No, nothing, nobody did anything on screens, and Warren is is mostly screens and outside the box. So I just figured who's going to get who's going to get the most carries. Najee Najee Harris will probably get. Yeah, a carrier two more than him, so you you think to go with with Najee, but I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to say, especially in the playoffs. I would I would stay away from both of them. I had the thought yesterday to bench Austin Eckler, but I'm down to nothing, bro. I'm just in fantasy. I'm down. I have no options at running back. I have most Mostert as my other guy, but my other backs would have been uh, Samaji Pirine, and I picked up Leonard Fournette weeks ago. And the, the Bills never activated him. <laughs> yeah, everybody gets you – know, you see a name, everybody jumps on it quick. And I picked I picked up that guy from last night, uh, White, from the Raiders. Him, but I, but I you didn't up, play him because you didn't know what I he was going to be. Yeah, I picked him up because I didn't want the other guy to pick him up. <laughs> right. I mean, imagine playing the Raiders defense and, like, some of those other, like – Oh, I, yeah, the Raiders defense was, like, it. 29 points last night. There's no way to know, no way to call it. I would say just if you have no other choice, like you said, Pacheco is out this week, roll with Najee, fingers crossed for carries. But if you really want to roll the dice, you go with Jalen Warren and hope that he just breaks one. Like, hope that, you know, he has like a 60-yard screen that he takes to the house for big points. And they're playing on the turf as well. So maybe you're right. He's got speed. I would just, I would go, you know, because what's the difference, right? A couple points here and there. If they ha- they both had the I- like identical game, they had seven point eight and eight points last week. But who do you think can actually get you the twenty point game? It- it's it's Jalen Warren over Najee Harris. I'm I'm not I'm I mean I would definitely go with Warren, but the only thing I'm scared of is the offensive coordinator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and him not going to him, and them throwing. Exactly. Um, they're they're trying to target George Pickens. I have him in fantasy. He'll be on my bench. Them trying to go to uh, Friar Muth and the tight ends. I don't know, bro. The, the Steelers are the, one of the worst offenses in the league. It's crazy. It is crazy because they got wins and they could still be a playoff team. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I would I, – I don't know. Who are you, who's your other running back? I know you said Pacheco's out. Oh, no, my other my, – my, my team is stacked. I mean, uh, uh, I got – what's the name from the Rams? Uh, uh, Williams. Oh, uh, yeah, at least he came back. He should eat. He should have a decent week. Yeah, he's gonna eat. He's got. He's he's playing Washington at home, so. Yeah, so he might have enough points for both of your running backs. It don't matter who you play, Najee or or Warren. Yeah, no, it's a keeper league. I did a whole bunch of trades. It's it's, it's crazy. I I I got Josh Allen, Williams, Debo, 
AJ Brown, Ingram, Diggs, JSN. Congrats. Go 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 win it all. Thanks for the call, Sharif. Yeah, I'm in it, man. And my only hope is I'm playing against Kyler Murray. I'm hoping that the Niners just stuff him and he doesn't put up anything. But I also I gotta go against CeeDee Lamb, Michael Pittman Jr. Aaron Jones is supposed to be coming back for the Packers. He's I hope he has nothing. So I'm trying to advance. This is the fantasy football league I'm in that Cameron Maben is in and some other like like influencer uh social media sports types. I don't know. All right, let's take this break right here. We're gonna bring in a mystery guest. I think by the first sentence that this guy says, you might know. And I'll ask him maybe two or three questions. So we can figure it out. All right. So stay with us. We're going to bring in another guest, but I'm not going to tell you who it is. You're going to guess who it is. We'll play a little bit of a game. Keith McPherson on the fan coming right back after this. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Right back at it on the fan. Keep McPherson, KM to AM. Our mystery guest might be sleeping. <laughs> It is Friday after 10. You know how the work week goes. You get home and you put your stuff down and you have a nice meal and you kick back to watch a game or watch a movie and then it's... I mean, I can't relate to that. I don't get to do that. <laughs> Usually I'm working Friday uh, 11 to 2. But you got me here tonight, 7 to 12 and I'm happy to be here. I'm thankful to be here. Whenever I get these five-hour shows, I look forward to booking guests and stacking notes and topics and trust. I have plenty more that I haven't even really mentioned. So uh, we just did a, a lot of baseball conversation and baseball talk. The biggest news of the day in the NFL was the firing of Brandon Staley, which you obviously knew by halftime last night that was coming. I saw somewhere that the offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, who came from the Dallas Cowboys, they they said that he would likely be the interim head coach, and then I saw another report that he declined. And they said that he doesn't want to ruin his chances of becoming a full-time head coach in the offseason. Smart, because he's already gotten interviews as a full-time head coach. And if you take on the Chargers the rest of the way with Easton Stick as your quarterback, which he knows is the offensive coordinator, good chance that you lose out. Good chance that nobody wants you 
to interview for their head coaching job. Now, speaking of interviewing for head coaching jobs, here's a guy that won't have to interview at all, Bill Belichick. They're saying that Bill Belichick is the top candidate most likely to relocate and uh, take over the job in L.A. It's, it's an attractive job. L.A. is beautiful. The weather's nice. West Coast time. They have a brand-new stadium. I know they have some issues with the salary tax and some washed players, but they do have talent, starting with the quarterback position. You don't have to worry about finding a quarterback over there. You have your franchise quarterback in Justin Herbert. He'll be fine next year. But, man, this season just got derailed by injuries. When you look at Austin Eckler starting off the season hurt, Mike Williams out for the year, Keenan Allen was out last night. They drafted Quentin Johnson in the first round to be another weapon, a younger receiver, and the kid just didn't. It didn't all click. Uh, he didn't really have that rookie year that they thought he could have. I remember him just dropping a, a touchdown pass. It's unfortunate. But, yeah, the Chargers are a very attractive spot. And uh, Mina Kimes said that they're sort of a tricky spot for the next general manager because they also fired their gener- general manager. Not just did they <laughs> tell Brandon Staley he could go. They let go of GM Tom Telesco, and I – grabbed this Mina Kimes tweet talking about their salary cap and the issues with some of the older players and the contracts they have. She said they're about $40 million over the 24 cap. They have Allen, Everett, Eckler, who led in catches, and they're the oldest trio in the NFL to have the most receptions. That's uh, Keenan Allen, Gerald Everett, and Austin Eckler. They have a top-heavy roster with aging stars. And... Uh, They need to get younger and faster on both sides of the ball. Now, I mean, I think uh, Derwin James is still in his prime. I think Khalil Mack is still in his prime. Asante Samuel Jr. They made that mistake with um, the kid Jackson, who they sent packing. But it's still a very attractive job, and they're saying Bill Belichick is the favorite to be the next head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. San Diego Super Chargers. I mean, I w- I'll, I'll coach. I would take that job if they let me. It's funny because last night I was talking about how Brandon Staley is a JMU guy. Brandon Staley in 2013 was the defensive coordinator at James Madison University where I played. Now, I didn't play in 2013. I played a, a few years before that, and I also transferred out. But I'm like, I didn't even know that. I did. I did not know that until last night. <laughs> I did not know that Brandon Staley, in his journey, made a stop in Harrisonburg and uh, was the defensive coordinator with the Dukes. And you guys probably remember me talking about the Dukes when uh, college game day went out there and they were fighting the NCAA. They are bowl eligible. I think they're going to face off against Navy in the Armed Forces Bowl. Let me double-check that. Um, yeah, I'm correct. See, some things I just, you know, some things I just remember. So the Armed Forces Bowl will be number four, James Madison University versus Air Force. And they got to go bowling. But, man, watching them lose to App State, I was like, this is JMU's entire legacy flushed down the drain. They were supposed to go undefeated. App State ruined it. And then App State went on to do absolutely nothing. 877 66-66 as we continue on with this football Friday. I do have some basketball to mix in there. I do have some hockey to mix in there, too. Stay tuned for the Casamigos Big Shot of the Night. 
most likely going to be from the NHL, one of our local teams. The Rangers won 5-1, defeating the Ducks in Madison Square Garden. And right now, the Bruins and Islanders are going at it. They're in overtime. It's tied 4-4. And the New York Knicks are on the floor facing the Phoenix Suns. It's tied 17-17 with about six minutes to go in the first quarter. The Brooklyn Nets defeated the Suns. A few nights ago, the Knicks are looking to back bounce back after losing to the Jazz. And I think they can beat the Suns. I think they could definitely beat the Suns. We'll see. We'll see. Right now, looking at that game, uh, the Nets face Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and that's the first time that their quote-unquote big three was on the floor. Uh, they were missing Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen is playing tonight. And the Knicks are without, obviously, Mitchell Robinson. But it's Jalen Brunson, Dante DiVincenzo, Jericho Sims, Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett. And we'll see how that goes. I'll keep an eye on the Knicks game, and I'll keep an eye on Islanders-Bruins as that goes final. And uh, I'll continue mixing in conversation around the NFL. We had a caller, Sharif, out in Staten Island talk about how Isaiah Pacheco is out. And he was trying to figure out what running backs to play. So, yeah, Isaiah Pacheco was out again with a shoulder injury. Um... That's tough for the Chiefs. They are in it right now. They're trying to figure it out. And they go to New England to face the Patriots. And the Patriots, I'm looking at Tankathon. The Patriots, where they're at, they're in line to have the number two overall pick and take Drake May. And I think that's the best case situation for them. They get a new head coach and they draft a quarterback who's supposed to be a generational talent. I know we hear that a lot. But um, I was reading today that multiple sources in and around the building say Gerard Mayo is taking over next year um, in New England for the Patriots. Tennessee coach Mike Vrabel is among other names mentioned in league circles. So I guess Robert Kraft is looking to move on from Bill Belichick, but hire one of Bill Belichick's former players (laughs) that played with Tom Brady and try and reinstill what was the Patriot way. I don't I don't know if they can can do that up up there anymore. The Patriots would uh then trade his rights to let's say the Los Angeles Chargers the same way the Saints traded the rights to Sean Payton to the the Broncos to have him. So we'll see when Black Monday comes. We'll see. We're not far from it. I mean the NFL season smokes by. The NFL season is like the fastest season because you, you have Monday night football, Thursday night football, and then you have all day Sunday. And this week, reminder for my gamblers out there, open up your FanDuel apps tonight. This week is the week where we get the Saturday games. So tomorrow we have a 1 o'clock kickoff with the Vikings and Bengals. The Vikings have benched the, benched the pastronaut. We all hyped up Josh Dobbs, myself included, after that first game that he figured out how to win against the Falcons. The Falcons are terrible. Man, the Jets this year made me think about this sidebar, and I do want to talk Jets. We're, we're going to get there. The Jets have beat some really good teams and lost to some just terrible teams. Like watching the game last night, I'm like, the Chargers beat the Jets. And I know they beat them with Justin Herbert, but it's like, damn. Um, and the Falcons beat the Jets. The Falcons aren't good, man. The Vikings beat them with Josh Dobbs not even knowing his teammates' names. But going into this game uh, in Cleveland, I saw that 
the Cleveland head coach, Zach Taylor, I, I clipped this from my notes, Zach Taylor challenged the fans to drink one more drink before coming into the stadium so they can be as loud as possible on Saturday. It's a 1 o'clock kickoff. <laughs> he said, if the person three seats down can't talk to you, then everyone's doing their job. He wants Paycor Stadium to be extra loud when the Vikings come to town because they want to shake up Nick Mullins in that offense, Kevin O'Connell's offense. They're going to wake up and start day drinking in Cincinnati, Ohio at 6 a.m., 7 a.m., show up to the tailgate, right? If it's a 1 o'clock game, you I think they give you four hours before so you can pull up to the, to the tailgate at 9 o'clock. And if you're at home, you can just start drinking when you roll out of bed. I guess that's what they do. I remember, I forget what year it was that the Bengals came to uh, MetLife, I think, to face the Giants, maybe 2018. And for some reason, I, I was displaced. It's not for some reason. I was displaced between apartments. It's just in my conquest. Shout out to my, my wife for being down for the uh, the challenge that we had. The apartment we wanted, we couldn't get into, but we had to get out of the apartment we were in. So we ended up just getting a room and I think putting our stuff in like storage or whatever. And I got a room in that hotel across from MetLife. And I guess there were some Bengals fans in there uh, before me. They left some trails of Hootay and uh, 30s, uh, uh, empty 30s of natural light cardboard. So they get it in is what I'm saying. And they they know that. There's definitely like a big drinking culture. I mean, there is with every NFL team. But there's definitely a big drinking culture around the Bengals. I remember last year seeing like Zach Taylor goes to this bar. And like when the Bengals went to the Super Bowl, they like took care of everybody's tab. So head coach of the Bengals saying, everybody go out there and have an extra drink before you come to the game Sunday or Saturday. Excuse me, Saturday at 1. It's Vikings-Bengals kicking off. We were just talking about the Steelers facing the Colts. And um, the Steelers um, facing the Colts. Now my my mystery guest just texted me. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Hold on. Give me a second here as we're live. Um, the Steelers facing the Colts. These are two teams fighting to be in the uh, playoffs. And they're also two teams going with backup quarterbacks who had multiple starts elsewhere. And, uh, you know, kind of journeyman types that find themselves in a position to will different teams into the playoffs. They're both 7-6. and six. That That's the 4-30 game on Saturday. Steelers versus Colts. I would, I would lean Colts there. We were just talking about how terrible the Steelers' offense is. And now fans are calling for Mike Tomlin to be let go. Fans are calling for a uh, change in P-Town. And my boy Kenny Pickett. I just keep seeing Kenny Pickett be thrown under the bus. I saw uh, oh, Tommy DeVito has more touchdown passes than Kenny Pickett in X amount less games. And it's like, ah, oh, come on now. Like, why we got to go there? Why we got to do that? But anywho, uh, let's see if um, we could figure this out with my mystery guest. And I will keep going through the Saturday slate of games. The Broncos-Lions game is intriguing to me. I don't think the Lions lose that game. I don't think the Lions... Can't afford to lose that game. But there's just something about the Broncos and their chances to make the playoffs here and 
the story with Sean Payton starting off the season criticizing Nathaniel Hackett and the job that he did the year before and uh, actually figuring out how to shake that off and then turn it around and make the Broncos a playoff team. And if they beat the Lions, they're definitely on their way to doing that. Okay, incoming. Uh, mystery guest, are you on the line now? Yes, I am. Okay, mystery guest. Let's ask him one or two questions so the audience can figure out who we Where are you from? First off, where do you live? Where do you stay? Where are you from? I'm in Belleville, New Jersey. Belleville, New Jersey. Okay, so living in Jersey, what teams do you root for? What are your four major sports teams that you root for? Uh, Mets, Devils, Dolphins, and Knicks. Mets, Devils, Dolphins, and Knicks. Okay, we got the Knicks game on right now. Devils, good choice. That's the only one we align on. Which which one of those teams has brought you the most pain over the years? Uh, Mets. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Frank the Tank on the fan on a football Friday. What's up, Frank? Uh, not much, not much. I didn't know uh, if you got home and kicked back and fell asleep or I don't know where you were at or what you were doing. Yeah. Uh, right now, uh, my uh, football season's falling apart. It's like uh, when the Christmas tree goes up, the Dolphins go down. <laughs> That's exactly where we're going because I want to start talking Jets tonight. You Are you afraid of the Jets coming down there to hard oh, rock? I know the Jets are going to win the game. You already see the future. You know that they're going to win this game. Yep. Why is that? Because of Tua? You think Tua's not going to have success with the Jets' defense? Well, uh, about uh, – uh, don't know if Tyreek Hill is going to play. Right. Um, A-Chan is uh, uh, dealing with injuries. Yeah, about uh, – I think the entire offensive line is now hurt. Yeah, Connor McGovern's The secondary's out. hurt. Uh, now we lose Jerome Baker. We already lost uh, Jalen Phillips on that terrible turf at the Meadowlands. Yep. And, by the way – the state, yeah, the state of New Jersey should be ashamed of itself for the condition of that field. That whole stadium, the whole building. It's an awful stadium. It looks like, first off, it looks like a giant air conditioner. Yeah, that's exactly what it looks like, and it was voted the worst stadium to play in by the players. I, I mean, the, the the league is making billions, billions. The the fact that the field is that twenty players in four years have either torn ACLs or Achilles on non-contact injuries in that stadium, the league should be ashamed of itself. Yeah, I mean, it's it's supposed to be new turf this year, and it claimed a couple victims. Uh, Will Anderson Jr. just got hurt when the Jets beat the Texans last week. It's ridiculous. It, that shouldn't be happening. Well, the Jets were able to beat the Texans last week, and they're a team that was ascending, a playoff team. A lot of people were talking about, uh, you know, rookie of the year with C.J. Stroud. They knocked him out of the game. Zach Wilson played the best game of his career. You think they can follow that up in Miami? If the Dolphins, uh, it's December. The Dolphins in December, I mean, it, 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 it's incredible just what happens to this team in December. Yeah, what happened on Monday night? That made absolutely no sense. That game, there, there, there's no way. You're the number one seed in the AFC. You're playing against Will Levis. How do you lose that game? Uh, when the Dolphins scored the second touchdown, they basically went into uh, victory mode. 
They uh, let the Titans go right down the field, played prevent defense, didn't just chunk play after chunk play. The Dolphins got the ball, went three and out, didn't even really, like, make any, like, offensive moves or any gestures to get that first down. And then uh, by now it's, it's, it's uh, the, the momentum is gone, and uh, next thing you know, the Titans went down the field again easily. It's, it's like the uh, just a total team letdown, and it's, and, uh, it's going to carry over. I, don't, I think the Dolphins will not win another game this year. I think they'll win another game, but I mean, I think this is the Jets' opportunity to play sports. Who are they going to beat? They're they're not beating the Cowboys, they're not beating the Ravens, and they're not beating the Bills. Hey, then this is a must-win game against the Jets this Sunday. You're right. They they were the number one seed two weeks ago. People were talking about Miami having home field advantage. Uh, a month ago, people were talking about Tua as MVP, Tyreek as MVP, breaking records. And yeah, once I get well, the if there's an MVP, which uh, I I like to uh, don't get me wrong, if there's an MVP between the two of them, it's Tyreek. Right, and if he doesn't play this week, his numbers are going to take a hit. He's not going to, you know, reach that threshold, that two thousand uh, yard threshold or uh, whatever it was for the record. And they need that guy to play. Uh, I liked how he champed it out and came back into the game on Monday night, but they still ended up losing. They just got to come out and they, I, I know maybe they, they 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 read their headlines or they're, they're, they didn't play well the entire game. Tank, have you seen the HBO Hard Knocks in season with the Dolphins? I haven't watched this week's episode yet. I just I don't know if I want to watch this week's episode. I watched the first two though. I watched the first one. I need to get back to it. I'm like, this is great, but may, maybe it's about to take a turn for the worse. Well, the first one was hard to watch because. Jalen Phillips was mic'd up when his Achilles popped. Yeah, I, I did not get to that part. I, in the beginning, I just like I like Mike McDaniel a lot. I like what he had to say. I think he's a, a funny guy, quirky guy, a, you know, good guy to be a head coach in the NFL. But I did not get to that that Black Friday game where we saw uh, Phillips go down. It, it was compelling, but it was a hard watch. Well, uh, speaking of a hard watch, the New York Mets were a hard watch. This season, I, uh, well, uh, I mean, the, 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 at this point, I think the Mets are trolling me. They signed a pitcher named Scrub. The guy's name is actually Scrub. Yeah, Andre Scrub from the Houston Texans, I believe. He played for the Texans and uh, someone else. But yeah, that's that's going to be a laughable jersey when you see him. I, I mean, I mean, I'm looking at the signings the Mets are making. Are they? Are, is this is this uh, uh, Steve Cohen or is this the uh, Oakland Athletics? It's the, it's the uh, Milwaukee Mets. <laughs> it's David Stern's era now. So, you know, I know we talk a lot about Steve Cohen, you know, King Cohen, money bags, richest owner in the sport, and, you know, what he's going to do. But uh, he he is literally giving the reins to David Stern's and saying, hey, it's your show now. I trust you. Well, maybe uh, well, he needs to come in with some of his money bags and bland something. Yes, yeah, sooner rather than later. Do you think Yamamoto is a reality? I I don't. I don't think Yamamoto's coming to New York Mets or Yankees. Uh Well, then if then he doesn't, then the, uh, the Mets are going to the Mets are going to lose 100 games next year. <laughs> 100 game. I don't think they're going to lose 100 games. They did sign Luis Severino, uh Joey he, Wendell. He's a bomb. He's washed up. Well, they're, uh, there's, they're betting on him having a, a resurgence, a bounce back. Yeah, and, and, and they bet on, uh, which is, which is main too, uh, I mean, uh, Dela Matances. 
Yes, very similar to when Batances came over. But uh, starter versus reliever, Joey Wendell might be serviceable. Joey Wendell's a bum. Yeah, you know you know what hurts, and I'm not even laughing about this one. The Ronnie Mauricio news hurt me. I'm like, I liked, I liked seeing that kid come up last year. I think they waited too long, and now look, this year when he would have started off the season probably up here, he's got to wait another year, torn ACL. And Brett Beatty is awful. Mark Vientos is worse. So, Mark Vientos is a DH. That's all he is. He can't doesn't have a position, and he can barely hit. Yeah, I saw him working on his fielding with Francisco Lindor. They're trying to get him right. They're trying to find a position. For yeah, him. I know. There's no position. <laughs> well, at least you don't have to worry about Vogelback DHing anymore. Oh, God. I went to games, and I literally, like, this guy doesn't even, like, his, like, Pre-game warm-up is like he he runs like half 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 jogs to second base and then turns around and walks. <laughs> Good enough, ready to go, ready to go hit. I mean, he is the worst athlete I have ever seen. Well, we found out at the end of the season what went on with you know Buck Showalter, Billy Epler, why he was getting that many at bats and being penciled into the middle of the lineup. It kind of made sense after you found out. Well, well, the one the one good thing is Mets did uh, did rid, rid himself of uh, Billy Apro. I mean, I, I just know this. Billy Apro has had two GM jobs. One where he was given unlimited funds and the team turned into a dumpster fire. The other, he had the two greatest players in baseball and couldn't build anything around him. Yeah, that's... <laughs> and that franchise is now in ruins. Yeah. As Otani just stays where he is, but goes to the National League team. And if the Angels don't trade Mike Trout, it's an organization that just they should just disband and uh, get restarted again. Yeah, they're not trading Trout. Perry Manazian was at the winter meetings and made that clear. Nope, that's our guy. He's staying right here. So they're going to wait until his so he has so he has no value left. Yeah, well, he's getting up there in age, and he's always hurt, too. But we know he's one of the greatest we've ever seen. Yeah, well, they trade him now. They can still get something for him and actually build something. There's no reason whatsoever to keep Mike Trout. I mean, there's some rumors that, you know, obviously, like, he'd want to go to Philly. There's some teams that would definitely love to trade for him, but I don't think they're going to let him go. (laughs) Poor Mike Trout. Poor Mike Trout. I mean... Let's shift gears because, I mean, the only thing positive and the only team that we have in common is the New Jersey Devils. How are you feeling about the Devils? I know a couple weeks ago when they lost to the San Jose Sharks, you weren't feeling that. But beating the Bruins, that was the game of the year. Yeah, they played well uh, finally. I mean, uh, Simone Nemec has actually been a good addition. 19 years old uh, and uh, on the game on against the Bruins, he did a lot of things that don't show up in the stat book, like getting in the way of skaters. Just getting in the way. That's what defense in the NHL is sometimes, just getting in the way. So they don't get clean shots out, don't get clean passes. Oh, bro, did you see Luke and, and Jack Hughes almost really collide? It was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, what the I heck? had a clear section of that from where I was sitting in 105. Wow. Scary. And even even after the game, Jack was like, I hope we don't ever do that again for 10 years. Almost knocked his teeth out. But 
Jack Jack Hughes is probably one of the five best players in the NHL. Yeah, he's American everything. born. When he got I mean, hurt, this is a guy the league should be marketing. I mean, I try my best to talk about him every day on the fan. This kid is nuts. Like watching overtime, you knew there was only one guy that was going to win it, and he it just keep giving him opportunities. The Devils are a good overtime team. He got it done. How many times does he score in overtime? How many times does he get the assist in overtime? He's always involved. It's like it, it, it's it's so easy to see. I saw um, Jack Hughes gives the Devils an NHL best tenth comeback win of the season, and there was another stat. I got to go back to my notes to find. It's just like they know that they can win in overtime because of the way that this kid skates and shoots the puck. Any let me put it this way: it goes to shootout. I have no confidence. Any game that goes to overtime, I really I feel better in the five minutes three on three than any point during the game. I'm right there with you. So I'm at a point where basically, if the Devils if the game is tied with one minute left, I want the Devils. It's almost a point. Okay, let's hold the tie. Let's get the let's win this game because I, any any game that's in the in the three on three, I think the Devils are have an eighty percent chance of winning. Yeah, I mean, you saw him come back, tie it, get the point, go to overtime, and the rock was electric. I wanted, I was on air that night from like six thirty to eight fifty, but my boy Dan went. I got to catch you next time. I'm I'm at the rock. I'll text you and I'll come by. You said you're in one hundred five. Yeah, I'll, I'm not going by. Sunday's game, but I'll be at the uh, three, the other three games this week. Okay, yeah, we got a good stretch of games coming right before Christmas. I got to figure out which one I want to hit. I'll uh, I'll swing by. All right, last thing for you, Frank. You want to see this reunion with Justin Turner, or you're over it? It couldn't hurt. I think it's fun. I think it's something. I said, you know what? If David Stearns and Steve Cohen aren't going to make the big splash and aren't going to go out there and get the guys and buy the top guys and, and take this approach of picking up uh, Austin. Well, they better, I still want a big guy. I want Yamamoto. I mean, so do we. The Yankee it, fans want Yamamoto too, but why wouldn't he go to the Dodgers? Why wouldn't he just join? Uh, I think the Dodgers may not be in. The, I think the uh, I think the the glass now thing helps the uh, Mets and Yankees. Uh, I, I'm seeing reports that the the Mets are pivoting to Blake Snell and and Jordan Montgomery. I'm seeing the Yankees. Well, Blake are Snell now, would be a mistake. Yeah, I don't think he belongs in New York. I don't think. He, he's going to be the same guy. He, he had success in Tampa and San Diego, smaller markets where he can play his video games and just come pitch and uh, not be bothered by a, a rabid fan base. Um, but hey, the Mets, the, all I know is this. If Yamamoto wants to play in L.A., fine. But the Mets better not be over under. You want to know bit. that. Yeah, you want to know that. Okay, Steve Cohen flew all the way out there. And did have a, a huge offer for this guy, but the guy just elected to go play with Otani. Yes, because Otani. The thing with Otani is he didn't want to play on the East Coast. Clearly, yeah, he he, he told everyone he doesn't want to play on the East Coast. For whatever reason, he, he I don't know he he couldn't pitch here. He could hit here. I, I watched him hit in Yankee Stadium just fine. But. Well, I I think the issue with Otani is actually. First off, he's a private guy. He doesn't really want the New York media. And secondly, yep. that uh, that flight to uh, from L.A. to Tokyo is a lot easier <laughs> than New York to Tokyo. I thought you were going to mention the fake flight that they were monitoring from Santa Cruz to uh, Toronto that he wasn't on. Yeah. <laughs> he said he was sitting at home. I watched the press conference yesterday. He said he was his agent told him he was sitting at home laughing. Like, this is exactly what he didn't want, all of these people hot 
on there his is, trail. There was no way he was ever going to Toronto. No, it really didn't make any sense, but they had to have some other team in there. Word on the street is that same contract was offered to Toronto and offered to the Giants, and they accepted it. The Angels got that offer and declined it. They didn't say that that contract was offered to Steve Cohen and the Mets because he never considered it. He never considered playing in New York. No, it, 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 people are intimidated by New York. I mean, and it, that's what it is. And you got people who want don't want to play in New York. I'm, I, I could, Pete I'm Alonso fine with wants that. to be here. You think Pete Alonso stays? You think Scott Boris is going to try and? Uh, no, he's gone. They're going to trade him, and the Mets are going to look like uh, look like fools. And then, but then you got to get Juan Soto. That's not going to happen. So no, I think the Mets are going to. I think the Mets are entering another stretch where they're going to be bad for the next ten years. I don't know. I've said the opposite. I said this should be the the end of the LOL Mets. This should be the era where it's like now you got the richest owner, you got the smart baseball guy. You should be able to make the right moves and pay for the top guys. I just don't. I I mean, first off, Pete Alonso should never wear another uniform. He wants to be in New York. We said that about Degrom. Degrom didn't want to be in New York. Well, he, we said he should never wear another uniform, but yeah, he did. He clearly wanted to get out of here. And Degrom, Degrom's elbow was basically hamburger meat this year. Yeah. Well, he's got a, a ring on the finger that's attached to that elbow. We'll see if he ever returns. But yeah, he didn't do anything to get that ring. A couple starts. He made a couple starts at the beginning of the year. But yeah, you're right. Similar to Max Scherzer. Didn't do anything either. Did you see the report about Scherzer having a, a surgery on his herniated disc? You can think, oh, that's you can too think, bad. You can thank Billy Epler for getting him out of here because that would have been your problem. He's he's out till July, they're saying. He is not a nice guy. Well, no, not the way that he dumped all on the Mets on his way out of here. Like, oh, they're not I, I, I've, heard, I've heard from people who told me that he, he when the Mets had old-timers day, he was throwing a fit that the old-timers were in the Mets locker room. And uh, Dwight Gooden called him like the nastiest human being he's ever met. Oh wow! Well, Dwight Gooden, Gooden is the nicest guy. I actually have been around Dwight a, a few times. Yeah, I've, I I know somebody who knows Dwight Gooden said that Dwight Gooden was just like so. If really he says by Scherzer's behavior, yeah, if he says somebody is a, a, a jackass, then he <laughs> he probably is. But we're not surprised. Mad Max. Uh, no, he he just look at the when he when the uh, the uh, the, the uh, Japanese delegate was on the. Uh, Trying to throw out the first pitch, the, the way he like barked at him, the guy yeah. wouldn't leave, let him throw out the first pitch. Yeah, because he's a tough guy. Uh, but any any time the Mets needed him to rise up in a big game, he wasn't he tough at all. <laughs> and, and he he actually almost cost the Rangers the World Series. Yeah, I mean he's not good anymore. He's just old. He's past his prime, and uh, he hit the Mega Millions coming over here with Steve Cohen. But yeah, he's done. He should hang it up. I genuinely do not like him. Yeah, no, I don't. I'm I'm a Yankee fan, and I've been on the fan like I can't stand this guy. I'm watching him pop bottles and pour beer on people all October, and I'm like, what a scumbag! He doesn't even deserve to get that joy. He's acting like he was. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. He, I almost did. I, I almost did more to get the ring from him. <laughs> well, Frank, good luck to your Dolphins this weekend. I I think that this is a must-win game against the Jets. I just for their, don't feel good. I, I know, and I, I think the, the Jets feel good about, you know, their chances of going down there and uh, making some noise. And uh, Good luck to the Mets the rest of the way this winter. Yamamoto, I guess, but I think really you should shift your focus to, like, 
Jordan Montgomery or I don't even know. I think Montgomery wants to be a Red Sox. You need other other guys that can pitch. You need to fill well, the, the Mets. The Mets better do something. This is a, a losing season next year will be unacceptable. When 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 the seventh wild card team could win a World Series. When, it's, when these wild card teams could go in there and win a World Series. Yeah. And there were parts of this season where the Diamondbacks and Mets weren't far from each other. In the... the Mets beat the Diamondbacks six and seven times. There you go. It's tough. They got to make it happen. They make it happen, Mets. Frank, you're the man. Appreciate you, Tank. All right. Talk to you later. Have a good Friday night and a good weekend. All right. We got to get some calls in. 877-337-6666. That was just Frank the Tank from Barstool, New Jersey legend. Mets fan, Dolphins fan, Devils fan, used to be a Nets fan, now he's a Knicks fan. I don't know why he would make that switch now. It is what it is, Frank. You're my guy. I appreciate you. All right. This is my last hour on the fan this week and tonight. Call me up and join the show. It's wide open. We usually do like an open mic, whatever sports topics you guys want to talk about. I feel like I've said enough. And uh, we'll come back with my Casamigos big shot of the night, best performance of the night from a New York athlete. And then we'll uh, wrap things up with your calls, and I'll try and give you my picks for Week 15 um, before we get out of here at 12. And I got to try and get out of here at 12. Hopefully they keep the Holland Tunnel open. Keith McPherson on the fan. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.